Hey guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we, fucking PBS? Oh yeah, you know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I caught it first. Yeah, I'm hosting we... Jeopardy. <laughs> are you though? Listen guys, we, we need your help uh, to help keep the lights on as they say. Uh, we are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes. And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to, just like PBS. Um, you get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch, uh, depending on the tier that you sign up for. Oh, we got all the tiers. Oh, yeah. You Back. can either be a friend it, of the show, a oh. friend with benefits. Ooh. We just we could start to get serious, or you could just put a ring on it already. Yeah. Ooh, damn. And if you uh, if you exceed that amount, uh, you know we'll send you some not safe for work picks if, if you want. <laughs> it's not safe for your eyes picks in my case, but <laughs> not safe for anything right. picks. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, guys, check out uh, patreoncom motcu. Uh, take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool. Uh, swag coming your way from stickers to t-shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah. The yeah. tears started at a dollar. A dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. That's it? Yep. One buck to get in on that on that number one tier. And All with right. that, you even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout out on every episode. Right. So, come on. That's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus, what a steal. Yeah, guys, right? check it out. Again, patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U. And then enjoy this week's movie. Lead us. And we're back. Thanks for joining us, folks. Uh, we left off with a conversation about mothers and stuff uh, between the boys. And uh, mm. now we are listening to the narrator describe. <laughs> he describes their Monday through Friday as Ozzy and Harriet. Um I just want to know if any of you even know who the fuck that is. I get that reference. All right, I excellent. Know. Does anybody else? No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> so, just really quickly, Ozzy and Harriet were they they the Nelson family. All right, they were an actual family. They had a sitcom in the fifties called Ozzy and Harriet. I think it was something else. Um, their son Ricky was in that, uh, and. He's Ricky Nelson, the famous singer from the 50s, 60s, and 70s. He died in the mid-80s. His sons, his, Ricky's twin sons, are Gunner and Matthew Nelson, who were Nelson, who had a huge hit in 1998. Um, I forget the fucking name of it, but look it up, Nelson, 1998. Oh, the blonde guys. The, the blonde, blonde guys, yes. exactly. They were MTV darlings, okay? So, MTV darlings. Yes. So anyway, that's some quick Ozzy and Harriet trivia for the youngins all right i love your accent <laughs> <laughs> well not that we don't not that that's we have time not shade. I legitimately no, i know i get it not that we have time but the real the, the quick story about why i got into podcasting is because i in one of my groups one of my gear groups we did a secret yeah. santa swapping pedals and the, the stipulation was you swabbing? had to do a live right you had to do a live open of the secret santa and i did it and I recorded it and put it up, and everybody, <laughs> everybody freaked out over my accent. Yeah, something like a dollar store billboard. Yeah, that's exactly. so cute. Yeah, and Joe, Joe keeps trying to tell me I sound like a Bostonian, but that's total bullshit. We know. Yeah. Um, there you go, like my pedals, baby. 
So anyway, that's how I got into podcasting. That's how people decided they wanted to listen to me. Um, so, uh, yeah, so the narrator describes their Monday through Friday is Ozzy and Harriet, uh, which, again, was like the perfect family. They helped each other get dressed. They straightened Tyler's tie okay, when he was okay, going to the okay, restaurant. Okay. Also, that's what that means. They were the perfect, like, you know, TV family. Yeah, um, gotcha. Bunch, like the Beavers uh, or whatever. Exactly. Well, that's exactly it. Same time period. Okay. Leave okay. it to Beaver. Same thing. Okay. Everything was aw shucks, gee golly. Gotcha. Um, but then he also, you know, he also states that on Saturday nights they learned that they were not alone because <laughs> they had a lot of people getting into Fight Club. All right. Um, we see them fighting and lose lot again, and there's even more, like that's doubled in size at least. Um, then we see a quick cut of um, the narrator walking by the support group church and see Marla come out. She doesn't notice him, but he just keeps walking. And this is where he states that he doesn't even care about his old life anymore. He's fully settled mm. into this routine, mm. um, and he doesn't give a single Doesn't fuck. need the support group. Nope. Yeah. Doesn't need any of it. Right. He's, he's, he's fixed now in his eyes. Um, this next scene is fucked up too. He's he's in a fucking conference room meeting with with his boss and a couple oh, yeah. of team members. And you know the boss is just such a douche. Can I get the icon in cornflower blue? You know, like such a fucking boss asshole. And uh, the, you know the guy who's doing it says, "Yeah, of course." You know, waste is a thief. Blah blah blah. He's like, "I showed this, I showed this uh, this presentation to my man, and he loved it." And and the narrator just looks at the guy and like opens his mouth to bloody fucking teeth <laughs> and yeah. the whole the whole team sees this it's just and they're repulsed but again it goes back to what sam said nobody calls him on it even his boss doesn't say a fucking Correct. word to him Correct. he's allowed to do this you know in fact uh, which right. if it was a female exactly and, people will you know, be calling the police exactly people you know, will be calling everybody like, like oh yep. this is domestic dispute like we don't even if they don't know this bitch's business, people right. would have been like, this is not... People yep. would have questioned shit. People would have questioned shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The fact that it was a man, yep. no one fucking questioned it. Right. You get uncomfortable by it and you fucking ignore it. You just so. don't really say shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now that scene, that was more Fincher shit. That this was would just not have takes. worked if it was a woman's really? fight club. This would not have worked. Oh, you understand no, what I'm saying? No. Like, if women would have been like, "Hey, let's start a fight club," this would not have worked. No, like, hey, oh, maybe Paul. Being maybe this Paul being battered. Like this woman's <laughs> being battered. Like, this would have been a bad shit. Like, yeah, yep. I'm sorry, Eric. What were you saying? Oh this, no, no, no. That that shot of him know. showing the blood in his mouth. Yeah, right. that was just between takes. He Fincher was like, "Hey, how much fake blood do you have in your mouth, Ed?" And he, hmm. he showed him his teeth just to let him know. Holy and he actually, shit. He used that shot in the That's movie. That's fucking fantastic. He's a That's sneaky so guy, free. this David Fincher, man. As if I couldn't be more in love I with this love fucking Fincher. movie. That's fantastic. Um, so, yeah, and he, he drops the line at the end of the scene because you could swallow a pint of blood before you puke. Yep, <laughs> yep. That's great to yep. know. Um, yep. They are back at Lou's. And this time, uh, you know, shit, shit's real. They walk into Lou. the. They walk into the to the bar and everybody's looking at him but looking at them with reverence oh yeah um because they all know what's Bro, going we on we even halfway through the movie the fuck this is gonna be an eight hour show <laughs> i know it is it's That's gonna be crazy we're gonna sorry, we're gonna try sorry. to bank through it we're gonna try we to gotta bank get off this new york time uh, let's go, let's exactly go, let's go. exactly so um they go down to the basement they clear the yeah, place yeah. they go down to the basement and this is when uh mr durden 
uh, reads the rules of Fight Club. So, Joe, roll it. Every week, Tyler gave the rules that he and I decided. Gentlemen, welcome to Fight Club. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. The second rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Third rule of Fight Club, someone yells stop, goes limp, taps out, the fight is over. Fourth rule, only two guys to a fight. Fifth rule, one fight at a time, fellas. Sixth rule, no shirts, no shoes. Seventh rule, fights will go on as long as they have to. And the eighth and final rule, if this is your first night at Fight Club, Sorry, that got really loud. It's all right. So I yeah, was those are the say, as yeah. a ratchet ass punk rock bitch uh, in high school. When I watched this movie, I was like, "Yeah, this is dope. <laughs> Let's fucking fight, bro." Yep. Um, yep. Again, the, it was all men. In right. the movie. But I'm like, yeah, let's motherfucking fight. Like, let's fucking get it out. Let's get this aggression out. Yeah. Uh, I.E. Fucking uh, mosh pits, which I got my aggression out. It's, it's kind of the same thing, right? Yeah. In a yeah. weird way, right? Yeah, kind of. You yeah, go to shows. You're kind of fighting, but it's also like, hey, if someone falls down, you pick them be up. cool, bro. Well, that's how it used to be. Night, night. Shit got real ratchet mm-hmm. where it was like everyone was starting to be in a fucking dick i don't even know what orlando kind of sucks now for punk yeah. rock shows but beforehand uh around this time it was really fucking good to like go to yeah, punk rock shows you go to fucking you go to shows you go into pits you fucking quasi fight but like if someone fucking falls down you pick them up it was kind of fight club rules right fight, you know yeah. what I mean? fight club rules exactly you tap yeah. into but, that primal uh aggressive range right. you know right yep. yeah but it kind of like uh interacted with everybody and i was probably more aggressive than the <laughs> average female <laughs> well just because i'm bigger you know what i'm saying yeah. like I'm fucking 5'10", you know what I mean? Like, whatever, I get it. But, like, we're also not trying to beat each other to death. You know what I mean? Be cool, bro, rules. Shit, so I'm still the shortest person in the room. (laughs) Wait, how old are you? How tall are you? Hold on. How tall are you? I'm 57 and I'm 5'7". Oh, you loved you loved 57 5 foot 7 that's no. right baby no yep. yeah. 5 7 5 7 <laughs> he's got some Heinz 57 sauce <laughs> yeah i love that shit all um, right yeah all right. so this is a setup 5 7 so re- 5 7 i know so real quick so the end of that scene they start their fights and the person fighting is ricky from work he works with the narrator um ricky is played by um ian bailey but my whole life having seen him the first time i always refer to him as npr not paul rudd because i because <laughs> in the old days i used to confuse him with he paul rudd before paul rudd like paul rudd right especially before paul rudd became super famous i got them mixed up all the time so he is for the rest of this movie npr all right i did that with I mean. adam yeah, yeah, yeah. scott and paul rudd 
I I, I absolutely Scott, get that. Who's that. The dude from Parks and Recreation and Party Down. You'd know him if you saw him. He's like he he usually plays like a snarky, sarcastic character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, so moving on. Right. Um, you know. Yeah, but that, that dude did look a lot like Paul right. Rudd. He's, right. He's right. he's Paul Rudd, and uh, you know he's not Paul Rudd, but yeah. No. Um, so the narrator drops this, you know, little little mm. cool quote. You know, who you are in Fight Club is not who you, you are in the rest of the world. You incorrect, Joe. You just show me that yeah. picture now. Yeah, yeah. But okay, go ahead, go All ahead. Right. So we find ourselves uh, with the boys uh, waiting the for boys. a bus. The boys again, very much a boys' club. Exactly. Uh, they're waiting for the bus, and um, the question comes up: If you could fight a celebrity, who would it be? And yeah. you know. They determine living or dead is fine. Tyler's answer is... Can I, can I yes. pause you here? I'm sorry. And I'm trying yes. actually not to like extend it's this okay. episode. But like, it kind of pisses me off that they get on that bus, right? They look at the model on the fucking bus. Yeah. And he's like, is that what a man is? Yeah. And it literally is, looks uh, like Brad Pitt's body. I was I'm like, that was actually him. This. Excuse <laughs> yeah. me? I know. It's literally what you're show you are showing me Brad Pitt's body in this movie. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. I think their point is that's from a personal trainer and Brad Pitt looks like that from fighting. Like from just oh, real okay. world shit. Oh I know. okay. I know, I know. Uh-huh. Um, that's that so, tough man shit. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Tyler's answer to the celebrity question is Hemingway. Which yeah, is that yeah. cool yeah. fucking answer because Hemingway yeah. was a goddamn renaissance man. Yeah, that bye guy bye did raffles. shit. He did shit for for just for shit's sake like he wrote he about his, it or he didn't he blew his cat away with a musket or whatever exactly blunderbuss so that's a cool answer and and the narrator's answer is even better he goes i'd fight shatner william shatner i'm like yeah. fuck yeah i would love to see that fight. and do you Man, know they today were not lying when they said you would thoroughly go through this movie <laughs> yeah. you are thoroughly everything yeah, I, I if this was me we would have been done like 45 minutes ago yeah and it would have talked about episode. trees for 25 of those minutes right would have been a sucky a episode. lot more beers in here yeah um i fa- so shatner i didn't realize that fucker's 90 years old i didn't oh know God. that shit. he's 90 fucking years old and he's going into space what? He signed up for one Why? of the private space flights. He paid for it. And he's going. The fucker is at oh, ninety. Is oh, going Lord. into space. Oh, so anyway, Shatner's a fucking rock star. I love him. Um, so uh, when they get on the bus, they they make that comment about the the whatever the fucking Calvin Klein ad, and then this this big dude with long hair gets on the bus. You don't. Yeah, see but his was face. that not maddening to you guys? Where he's like, Oh yeah, no, I get that it. What a man is that? What a man looks like, right? It was almost out of character for the, what for the theme of the movie. literally what yeah. Brad Pitt looks like in that <laughs> yeah. movie. Right. Totally. I was wondering if it was actually him in that picture. It might have been. That would have been a no, fucking inside joke. I'd have to look that it up. Wasn't. But, it was. I um, looked it up because I was like, this is some Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, so this guy gets on the bus. They're standing in the aisle, and he fucking bumps into both guys. He bumps into Tyler and the narrator, but he only says "excuse me" to the narrator. So there's another yeah. fucking clue. Okay. God damn it. Um, we that jump to a lot. yeah, exactly. We jump to Fight Club again, and who is Tyler fighting? He's fighting the bus guy. Okay. Um, oh, same guy. I didn't, I didn't yeah, that's the bus that. guy. Yep, that's the bus guy. Yeah. And he beats the pig. He punches it's him like in the, the nuts. Or Danny Trejo. Yeah. 
He exactly. He punches him in the nuts about six fucking times, like square in the nuts. All right. Yeah. And, well, no, and he's he wins. Gonna survive. <laughs> yeah, and he's win. And he mean. wins. And and then we see the narrator fighting a guy who beats the living fuck out of him. I mean, he drives his fucking forehead into into the concrete so Fahad? so hard that yeah, forehead so so far that the fucking blood is just splattered. Eric. Anytime everywhere. you want to jump in. <laughs> She's calling you out, bud. You better get on that shit. Dude, with all these shirtless men, you think you'd come out of the closet already. Right? I like to stay in the closet where I am, man. Oh, we got the same shirt, Eric. Look. I, I mean, know. the sound is phenomenal in that closet. I gotta be yeah, honest. Yeah, it is. But, it like, is. I kind of want to now see your wardrobe. But <laughs> well, you know, all the, all the t-shirts Holidays. provide a I'm nice... I'm also, like, prolonging this thing. I'm sorry. Let's That's go ahead with good. the movie. <laughs> all right. Uh, so we, we are at the hospital where the narrator's getting stitched up after mm. his beating. Um, and he, he drops another clue, you know, stating that Tyler sometimes speaks through me. And yes. Tyler mutters, yeah, yeah, yeah. I fell down some stairs. And then the narrator repeats it to right. the doctor, I fell down right. some stairs. Yeah, that's just um, blatant. That's just right yeah. in your face. But, yeah. but not if you're just watching it, right? Because he's Th- like, sometimes I well, talk through Tyler. Right, exactly. Uh, so they are now back at home and the historical figure question comes up. Um, the narrator's answer is Gandhi, which is fucking yeah. great. Um, and Tyler's answer is Lincoln. <laughs> and his reasoning is he's a big guy, he's got big reach, and skinny guys fight till they're burger. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. It's just fucking great. Um, the narrator pulls a tooth out, which fucking grosses me out. Yeah, pulls a tooth out, looks yeah, at it, laughs, gross. and chucks it's it in gross. the sink. It's gross. He's done, yeah. right? Um, next scene, they're in the kitchen. Marla calls and um, asking where the narrator has been um he's talking to marlon tyler's in the back he's in nunchucks it's hysterical yeah he's acting like bruce lee it's fucking great um she mentions that uh, she took like pretty much a whole bottle of xanax and uh you know it's not really a suicide thing it's more a cry for help thing she says (laughs) she slurs and uh the narrator puts the phone down and leaves it um as she's describing what dying is like um we fade to a scene of the narrator just plowing Marla. He's he's going to town. They're actually they're doing each other equally hard. Um, yeah. This is where they use the yeah. Matrix uh, bullet dodging. Yes, exactly. A cameras all around them. This thing took like a week to fucking film. Yeah, that was um, that was fucking wild. CGI man. Yeah. crazy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so you know he he has this dream. He thinks is a dream, and he wakes up startled. Um, he gets up to look for, t- or just to get up. He goes to the bathroom. He notices Tyler's door is closed, and he says his door is never closed. Never. And then he goes to the bathroom and finds like a whole shitload of condoms in the toilet. Which, um, by the way, <laughs> yeah. Who, as an idiot, as an adult, puts condoms down a toilet? If you're squatting, it doesn't matter. You toilet. Yeah. You know. Um, I guess, but you yeah. gotta use that toilet still. No, yeah, like, it's gross. It's it more like shrimp. Well, yeah. you don't. You, well, you don't want to clog up your toilet. Right. Uh, right. Throw in the trash, bro. Yep. Maybe that's why the basement floods. That's bad for them pipes. <laughs> yep. And bad for the pipes, bro. So he's now down in the. The narrator's down in the kitchen. He's eating cereal, and he hears who he thinks is Tyler coming down the stairs, and he's fucking shocked to see that it's Marla. He has no fucking idea why she's there. He's completely flabbergasted and he's very upset because he still has this, you know, this fucking blame and hate thing for her, even though he's infatuated with her. Um, 
you know, he calls her out. He acts like a complete fucking douchebag. Correct. Um, she just, Correct. you know, she grabs her shit and yep. she fucking leaves. Um, as soon as she leaves, Tyler shows up and he's laughing and he just looks at him and he goes, you got some fucked up friends. <laughs> and then Tyler tells a story of how he met Marla. And, you know, he, the narrator had put the phone down while Marla was talking. Tyler picked it up, uh, heard what she was saying. He headed over to her apartment to basically rescue her, um, uh-huh. and, you know, to make sure she didn't yeah. die. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, when he gets there, she is obviously way fucked up. Yeah. Um, and they do a little fucking misdirection here, which is cool. When she sees him and br- drags him into the apartment, she says, did I call you? Mm-hmm. And that's just to sort of make us, you know, won't when we don't know that they're the same person that you know Mm -hmm. she doesn't know who he is but she's letting them in um he gets her out of the apartment um he they hear the cops coming because somebody called the cops because they knew she was fucking tripping um and she she goes into a fucking self-loathing diatribe yelling at the cops about how how awful a person she's a lost cause she's a lost cause she used to be a good girl she is infectious human waste she says (laughs) which comes up later in the movie um so we see tyler has brought her to his to the paper street house and she's on the floor and she just slurs you know if i fall asleep i'm i'm a goner you're gonna have to keep me up all night wink wink all right um so we flash forward to the kitchen with my husband too (laughs) there you go (laughs) excellent um we flash forward to the kitchen (laughs) where tyler know how to handle that (laughs) no 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 hey look i've done it too it's all good you know, at his age, I get some advanced medicine. Hey, listen, well, yeah, it works. And I, I'm, I have no shame that I take it. All right. All right. My wife. She has no shame that I take it either. She's quite happy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Joe, I was looking right in your fucking eyes when I said that. I just <laughs> want you to know that right in your eyes when I said that. Um, so, yeah. So I love that you guys are finally seeing each other on video. I know this yeah. is so cool. Um, so Tyler just states that Marla is fucked up, <laughs> and states, you know, he he tells oh, yeah, Mary, she's yeah, the you one know, that's fucked up, yeah, you know, you fucked her. <laughs> He's like, mm-hmm. he, the narrator loses it. He he wants nothing to do with with Marla. Yeah. He does, but he doesn't. So he says, no, I I, I you know, I never did. Yeah, yeah. and he, you know, he asks, are you into her? And he gets even more fucking belligerent, <laughs> you know. And you hear yeah. the narrator just say in the background, I am Jack's raging bile duct. <laughs> that, this might be my favorite magazines. thing about this movie is how well this dynamic works when you don't know. Yes. And then how well it works yes. when you do know. Exactly. It's like it's two, two totally different, different scenes. Yeah. Two totally different movies. Oh, you got, you got deeper in your camera angle and also yeah, he changed your his voice. Phone. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. It's very smooth. Oh, and thank you. I need you to ASMR me to sleep tonight. So. <laughs> All right. We'll work it out. Yeah. Um, it's going to be in another uh, two or three hours from now. Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> I know, exactly. Yeah. I'm flying through this shit now. Um, so they go oh, back and forth. Oh, you're flying through Marla. it now? Okay. Yeah. They go, they go back and forth about Marla. Um, he, and Tyler ends up, he ends this scene. By talking about, he goes, the shit that came out of this woman's mouth. And we flash back, we flash back to them finishing sex and Marla's comment is, I haven't been fucked like that since grade school. Correct. Yeah, it's disturbing. Does anybody know what she was originally going to say? Yes, I do. Do you want to say it? Oh my God, am I the only one that did like matters? No, I know what she said. 
I know what she I said. Want y'all. I just, what do y'all know? What do y'all know? I want to hear Eric say it. All right, let's say she, it. All right, I'll do it in my deep I voice. also want to hear Eric say it because it's smooth. Okay. <laughs> I want to have your abortion. Oh, my God. Yeah. I just yep, came. I'm, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to a women's march next Saturday. So, heck so yeah, there you go. I'm going to play be a that cleanse. On, a, be a cleanse. on a loop. Yeah. Yeah. Really can fun. you send that to me? Can yeah. you send that to me? Oh, breaking to news, you. guys. Yeah. Breaking news. We just got a new Patreon right now. Really? Who is it? Literally just popped in the email. Who? It's a $5 one, too. Really? Who is that? Yeah. Who Mr. Is Will Lahew. Fucking oh. Will. I love that man. What up, Will? I-, I wonder if he did that just to like screw with RJ. Oh, he did. He I most definitely did. I hope so. open this. He most definitely did. So. What is that? Is that a twist top? <laughs> Oh, you got it. I got it. I got it. Oh, you heard it. All right. It. Keep it going, Doug. Yeah. Yeah, let's so, go, Doug. All right. There we go. So, yeah, real quick, that was the original script line. Uh, the studio said, no fucking way. Right? Not realizing. They were well, past here. So, <laughs> this is how Fincher did it. He, he told the studio, fine. My only stipulation is you let me put in whatever else I want. My replacement stays. And he came up with that grade school line. And Helena Bonham Carter didn't understand the, the school structure in the States. To her, grade school was like primary school, so it was older. So she was totally fucking grossed out when she found out what she said, oh, which is actually almost worse than the original. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's a clip, Joe. Run that clip. Run that clip back. I forgot <laughs> I was supposed to do something. Yeah. Listen, can't have you talking to her about me. Why would I talk to her? anything about me, what goes on in this house to her or to anybody. We're done. Now promise me. Okay. You promise? Yeah, I promise. Promise. I just said I promise. Three times you promise. If only I had wasted a couple of minutes and gone to watch Marla Singer die, none of this would have happened. Ooh. Damn. That's fucking brutal. It's absolutely and brutal. Um, you, know and you know what I hate about that? Honestly, is like, yeah. it's very much of like the quote unquote narrator is like a bitch. Yeah. 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 To Tyler. Absolutely. Always. Absolutely. Yep. Like always a bitch yeah. to him. He really is. Yep. He's like, if only that doctor would have gave me some ammo. But. Right. Yeah, but as we know, as we find out, like it is what he wants to be. So I get it. Right, right. At the end of the day, I get it. But it's just like, God damn it! Like you're just always such a bitch to him. Like, yeah. But I get it because I don't know. All right, yeah. sorry. No, we'll, no, we'll, no. We'll continue to talk about the mental aspect of that, but yeah. Uh, so we continue with the sex noises <laughs> that the narrator has to deal with for quite a few scenes to come. Yeah, that's pretty uh, bad. He's doing sit-ups. Are we going to go into the actual visuals? Those no. visuals are crazy. Those were CGI. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. That was all. Yes, it was. So um, do you have do you have facts about that, Doug? Because I don't, I, I don't want to fuck you up. If no, you no, no. I that. actually don't. Except oh, for the okay. fact that they use the Matrix cameras to do it. Yeah. Woo! So, uh, I can pull it up, but it was like something to the effect of they wanted 
if I if I am correct, it was they wanted a version of um fuck, what is the oh, I'm uh, sorry. I'm not the, drunk. Uh, the Karma Sutra, I think. Yeah. Right. No, were, no, 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 no. What is the um the stone shit with all the people of the <laughs> I am drunk as hell. Maybe maybe you are. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like right. the white men that are carved into stone. Mount Rushmore? Mount, yes. Mount Rushmore. So Mount Rushmore fucking uh the Statue of Liberty. Yes. I do oh, remember oh reading that. Okay, okay, yes. Doug. See, Doug yep. knows what I'm talking about. That, so what they that's did what was yes. I got some new artwork ideas for you. <laughs> <laughs> So what they it. did was, hey, we're going to do Mount Rushmore fucking the Statue of Liberty, and we're going to CGI it. That's what they fucking said. And so that's can what... you make the uh, Statue of Liberty sitting on a couch with braces and then, like, the Mount Rushmore braces. standing Why behind braces? the couch? Why braces? Why do we have to go childlike with the Statue of Liberty? Oh. Because this, yeah. this is how no, no. This is, like, creepy. the joke. Oh. No, That's this is the creepy, joke. Man. Have you never seen the, like, I the whole joke? I haven't been fucked like that since grade school. We get it. <laughs> with, we get like it. The, we the stormtrooper sitting on the couch with the four Darth Vader standing behind this it. Is, this is not. This is not Star Wars, boo. <laughs> y'all, y'all are missing the point of the joke. All right. I'm not going to draw it. No. no. Of course you're not. There you go. No. never draw my fun. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he gets plaster dropped on his head from the sex noises and the fucking... <laughs> He's um, like, I'm which moving is on. funny. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Tyler, I mean, Tyler, the narrator walks by Tyler's room and the door is almost closed. It's slightly ajar. And uh, he walks over to the door and he's kind of listening, which is creepy. Um, but Tyler fucking whips the door open and he's fucking stark naked for real. Brad Pitt was fucking straight naked. Oh, it wasn't covering and he anything. Looks so good. Yeah. He had those rubber gloves on. He was fingering uh, his belly button. I was like. Yep. <laughs> and that was his idea. The gloves were his idea. That was an ad lib. I know. Um, yeah, yep. it's very hard and to look it, sexy fingering your belly button with latex. No, gloves it on. is not. But no, it is not. When you for are him, it's not. Pit. When you for him, it's not. You could do it. Yeah. So you know, as as they open the door and, and Tyler's talking to him, Mar- Marla's falling off the bed. <laughs> I right? mean, who wouldn't be? Shit. Exactly. When and she heard, pops her, <gasps> she pops <gasps> her head back <gasps> up, <gasps> and she asked I'd him, "I'd be falling off the motherfucking <laughs> bed too when Brad Pitt <laughs> with, had gloves on." <laughs> Yeah, the fact the fact that you need gloves on tells you all you need I know, to know. Exactly. Hey, I've been some... falling off the motherfucking bed too, bitch. And she was like, I found the cigarettes. Yeah, bitch, I know. I wouldn't even, exactly. I wouldn't even see cigarettes. If exactly. Brad Pitt that was that was prime Brad Pitt. Oh, if God. I was getting fucked by Brad Pitt in that prime movie yep. i ain't seeing shit i understand <laughs> I, I i'm with well, you i you go cross that too you don't understand okay I, yeah yeah listen yeah. i've seen it yep. i've seen it he fingered his belly button I was, <laughs> oh. mm. okay okay <laughs> all right all right <sighs> um yeah, well, this I is mean, definitely the clip that I'm pulling for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. Perfect. Mm. Mm. Um, 
Mm. Yeah, so there's and he another. Goes, what are you What are you looking for? Whatever the fuck he said, I was like, I don't know, bitch, what he was looking for. But <laughs> can we it. proceed with it. this? Can we proceed with this scene? Exactly. <laughs> so they even managed to throw another fucking hammerhead oh, clue when Marla asked, "Who are you talking to?" Because uh-huh. right, you know, she didn't All hear that. anybody else. You know, um, you know. Then a quick cut no, to the narrator brushing on. his teeth with more fucking sex noises. Um, so, I mean, yeah, we jump to the office and the narrator is he's writing haikus on, on his computer and emailing them to the entire office um, just because, you know. Well, I think um, also half his office was part of Fight Club at that point because there was yeah, I know one. there, were there a was lot. at least there, one that we at saw least one. Right? There were probably more. Yeah. Right. Um, this is the point where the boss finally calls him on it. Where he he goes over I to. I found him. this in the printer. Yeah. Yeah, and no, no, no. This that's this that's later. This is where oh. he just says, "You look, you look fucking, you look disgusting. Take the rest <laughs> of the day off, clean yourself up, and come back Monday." All right. It's the first time right. he's called perfect, on his appearance perfect, and his attitude. Perfect, you know? and like the fact that if this was a woman. Right. Just saying. Exactly. Um. We, They'd be like, so, I got to call the police. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is fucked up. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm Wait, sorry. Miss, are you okay? Are you all right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, right, yeah, they, they asked that with concern, but then they also look down on her. Right? Well, they ask with concern, are you okay? And then they look down on her anyway. So, fuck men. All right? Uh, 100%. So, see? I get it. Yeah. Fuck men. Yeah. All right. All right. So we, we follow the narrator home. He's been sent home. Um, he comes home to, wait for it, uh, sex noises. <laughs> really? There's more. Didn't They're fucking again, right? Um, he's hard, he's now in the kitchen. Hard, hard, hard. Yeah, like, like the whole house is going to come like, I, I, It was shaking yeah. the whole house. I was like, yes. okay, that is exactly. absurd. Yep. That is absurd. <laughs> so... The narrator's now, he's in the kitchen and he's scrubbing like, the blood out of his clothes. Everybody likes a good hard fucking, but my God. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, um, that's a lot. He's scrubbing Dude. the blood out of his clothes when uh, the <laughs> phone rings and it's the detective who proceeds to tell him he's from the arson squad and he he describes oh, yeah. how someone broke into the apartment before the fire. He used Freon to fucking freeze the lock. Um, and it, this is one of my favorite lines in the movie as a narration as the detective tells him this he, the narrator just says i am jack's cold sweat because he it's starting to add up in his head um you know Isn't and then it? uh he t- the detective talks about it being homemade dynamite and and you know the the narrator's telling him that he is taking it seriously blah 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 you know this is scary to him and then again he narrates behind the scenes i'd like to thank the academy because he's fucking just he's lying he knows exactly even if he doesn't know he knows what the fuck is going on at this point right um so he then states you know except for the humping i don't know why he didn't say fucking but he said except for the humping marlon tyler are never in the same room another clue Mm. um marla comes downstairs she's wearing a bridesmaid's gown that she bought for a dollar in a thrift store um, she then proceeds to describe condoms as glass slippers being thrown away at the end of the night and the dress as a Christmas tree also loved thoroughly for its use, but then tossed to the curb. Um, she this leaves the room. This is the way how you're yeah. saying this 
when yeah. I just watched this. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. Apologies. No worries. Um, she she leaves the room, and Tyler immediately comes in to reinforce the narrator's statement. Right. Um, never, never speak to her about me. Right. That and was his main rule exactly. about her, which was also weird of like, what a cuck. Well, right? No, I'm being for yeah. real. Like, I'm being for real. Like, there's one thing about there's rules about Fight Club, but like, why the fuck? But do no, I have here's to what abide? I here's no, what I think about that. No, why the fuck that. do I have to abide by rules of you fucking her? Here's what like, I think about that. That's a cuck situation. Tyler, why do Tyler I realizes, to... but no, Tyler he, realizes he how so fragile. Obsessed. No, he was so obsessed with Tyler. Right. And he was a cock for it. Well, that's who we wanted to be. Absolutely. Yeah. But the Tyler part of him is worried that it's all going to come crashing down if anything is said. So he establishes those rules to of protect course. himself, so to speak. So, cock. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it, it sounds so much better coming from Sam's mouth than when RJ fucking uses that word like, out of he context. Uses it all the time. Like, it's, he uses it out of context and everything. I hope you're listening. Anyway, we'll move on. Um, so he Tyler tells the narrator to get Marla to leave, all right? Uh Marla comes back in as Tyler leaves. And the narrator's just rude as fuck to her. <laughs> tells her to get out and she well, storms yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. He and doesn't know. He doesn't know. This is re- really quick. When she leaves, right? I hadn't noticed this until today when I was note taking. When she leaves, she starts singing a song and you really can't hear what it is. So I googled it. And it's the theme from the movie Valley of the Dolls by and, and, and Dionne Warwick sang the song. And I urge everyone to look up the lyrics to this because it describes Marla to a fucking T. It's frightening. All right. Just like really quickly, the first verse, what she's singing is the lyrics are got to get off, going to get. Have to get off from this ride. Got to get hold, going to get. Need to get hold of my pride. All right. She's singing that out loud, looking him in the eyes because she's so pissed yep. at him. And it, it, it's another fucking moment of movie-making magic and genius, right? Mm. So, um, yeah. So they, they, they determine, the boys now determine that what are they doing tonight? They're making soap. Um, so we cut to the liposuction clinic. And we quickly find out that Tyler's method for making soap is to use Holy human fat shit. because it we makes the best soap. We're halfway through the movie. Oh, okay. Right? Sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so they are there to steal bags Yee, of human fat. Exactly. Yeah, um, sorry. I apologize. And, you know, we, we, when they're crouching behind the dumpster, hiding from the security, there's a sticker behind them that says infectious human waste, which is one of the things that Marley yelled at the cops when they were leaving her apartment. Um, we get yeah. back home and they begin to render the which fat. Which is correct. Yes. Yep. We begin to, they begin to render the fat and Tyler starts describing the recipe for dynamite. Um, which another fact is incorrect because they didn't yes. want to give the proper yes. See? the book See, the book however you. the yeah. book however gives you describes the, the correct yep. way to make dynamite yep. if you want to do it but the movie yep. did not the studio yep. said no and Fincher had no correct. problem not doing it so he altered that you know to make something useless um, so he, yeah. he looks at the narrator Tyler looks at the narrator and says can I see your hand please and Joe roll a clip What is this? This is chemical work. 
Yeah, that's a that's a deep philosophical conversation between these these yeah, two. That was uncomfortable um, to watch too. Oh, it was it was horrible. It was horrible. And you know, for for well, the it was, listeners, it was, tort- it was torture. Yeah. yeah, for the for the listeners, real quick, when when narrator says you don't know how this feels, Tyler holds up his hand and he's got a burn on his hand, of course, because they're the same fucking person. Honey, but, um, if someone's know. listening to this and it, they they they've watched the movie, yeah, we hope so. We hope so. Um, so after that scene, we cut to the, uh, department store, a high end department store and Tyler and the narrator are selling their soap to the department store lady. And she just raves about how good the soap is. It's the best soap. They sell it for $20. So the fucking, you know, department store is probably selling it for 60 and, and, you know, making a huge profit on these ladies. And, you know, the bottom line is they're selling these ladies, their own fat back. (laughs) So it's pretty well, fucked up. One of the main reasons why I love this movie and loved it from the beginning is like it's very anti-capitalism. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, they're getting they're fucking they're fucking the capitalists by doing this, and, and yeah, that's definitely the message with that. Um, so we are now back at work, and the boss has found the Fight Club flyer on the wait, copier. What is anyone else hearing weird shit, or is that just me? This time it might just be you. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing weird going on. Um, so. <laughs> no, I literally like everything's. What? You got ghosts? <laughs> Our head snapped back real quick on the video. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, so they're at work. He finds the flyer. He confronts the narrator who proceeds <laughs> to, to threaten his boss by telling a story about an office massacre with a fucking, you know, semi-automatic weapon. Um, that scene was almost pulled because Columbine had just happened, um, but they decided against it and pulling it and left it in the movie. Um, the phone rings at his desk and it's Marla. Uh, she tells the narrator that she thinks she has a lump in her breast and could he come over and check for her? Um, you know, he feels, I guess, comfortable doing this. He's fine uh, because I guess his feelings are coming more to the surface. He's less angry with her, kind of. Um, he gets to Marla's place. What's that? Well, we know that's not true. Like, we know that is not true. Well... I'm just saying it's start, he's starting to evolve. His feelings are starting to evolve. He's not there yet, and neither is she. I mean, we'll get to that at the end of the movie, but he wouldn't have gone over there. I mean, he did state that she didn't call Tyler, so I'm neutral because I'm neutral. But I think they're both sort of starting to rely on each other in a small way. I don't know. Yeah. That's just my thought. Okay. I'm I'm sorry. No. No, no, no. Uh, Look, this is what it's is this is what well, the show's also, about. It's just like fucking peeking out. So I don't I don't really know what what's happening here. It's kind All of right. shitting on on my end um audio wise. Um but like that's not true. Uh in the fact of you have to understand that for Marla it's all the same. Like oh yeah, no, I know. Yeah, she doesn't know. Yeah, correct. Right. Anything, That's a good point. Right. Yep. So I get wrapped up her, in the in the twist too. So yeah, all right, I get it. So for her, it's all the fucking same shit, which right. is why she's so fucking confused, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, that so makes that's a good point. It's been the, it's been the fucking same the entire fucking movie. Right. Yeah. That is not the same for us as the viewer. Because especially yeah. before you even know the twist. Like, for her, it's always been the same. Yeah. So when you go no, back... So you're right. Or even when you, when you realize it at the end, you're like, oh, okay. Like, I would assume that everyone would empathize more with... Right her story of like the fuck yeah yeah <laughs> no you're right good point from, you know? yeah for, from her no, perspective right. it's like this guy's a fucking nutcase one yeah. minute yeah. Which, i mean which, she even which says is it what she said which is yeah. what she said she's like you're one day you're hot one day you're cold like i don't i don't fucking know yeah, yeah. and like at the end of the day she was always consistent with him of like i have always been here for you no whether, that's true whether she's fucking nuts or not like right. she was always trying to be there for like she's yeah. like hey i'm here for you like no i got she wrapped was always up the, she was always the consistent i yeah. got wrapped up pre-twist is what i did with that and that's why and that, that i agree with you completely that that makes total sense um which so, is another thing that i think yeah. is like kind of fucked of like this whole movie as I go back and watch it again and again and again and again, because I, again, I'm not shitting. I love this fucking movie, but it is very. Mm, 
man oriented. Yeah, very yeah, absolutely. Um, you know what I mean? Like, and so, yep. so like little shit like that is like, well, here it is where she's tr- she's been trying. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. No, I get it. Um, so he heads over to Marla's place. <laughs> he finds her stealing meals from the Meals on Wheels van, which is fucking typical. It's funny. Um, you know, and she goes, they're she already dead. She had a great dead. point. She had a great yeah. point. They're already dead, and I'm living in poverty. <laughs> so okay. Okay, I, bitch. She, she even says, I even took one for you. <laughs> right. Do you want one? You know? Yes. Yeah. So they go, they go back up. They go fair, up into her apartment. Fair fucking point. Fair exactly. fucking point. Yep. Up in her apartment, he examines her breast um, and doesn't find any lumps. So, you know, even though, like, his final answer is, I'm pretty sure, because, <laughs> you know, he ain't a doctor. Right. Right. Um, and her offer, her counter offer, right? You know, I can return the favor and check your prostate. Right. <laughs> that's a no, fucking I'm, best. I'm good. That is so good. Yeah, he's, he's, I'm good. But that was, that's such a great, great fucking answer. Um, so the narrator leaves and he goes outside. It's nighttime now. In but he, like, I'm sorry. Yeah? Do you guys no, no. realize that that was like her weird way to like foreplay? Yeah, oh, absolutely. She was totally okay. into that okay. in a sexual way. A hundred percent. Absolutely. But he, the narrator didn't realize that. He wasn't ready. Was. Tyler would have said yes to that, but yeah. he, he's not ready. He has the gloves. Okay, but she know. didn't know. Yes. She doesn't have a differentiate of who narrator no, and No, exactly. Exactly. Okay, yep. okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So outside Mala's apartment, it's, it's night now. Um, he comes out and he, he bumps into Bob, who he hasn't seen in a long time, in months at this point, because he hasn't been to support groups. Yeah. And... This is where, like, this is one of the scenes where Meatloaf fucking shines because yep, it's great. he's he's like a like I said he's like a kid at Christmas. He's trying to describe Fight Club to to the narrator without breaking the rules, without saying Fight Club, and you know the narrator immediately knows what he's talking about and just says, "Look, I'm a member, Bob. Relax, okay." Look at my face. And, He's so yeah. excited. He's like, he's like I said, it's like a kid. He's fucking jumping around all giddy. Oh, my God. My friend's in Fight Club, too. And, um, you know, so, yeah. So, they, um, he, he even ends the, Bob ends the conversation by talking, describing Tyler Durden. You know, about he, he, I heard he was born in a mental institution. And he only yeah. sleeps one hour a night. He's a great man. And the funny thing is, that second statement is true. Because... You know, narrator Tyler is only sleeping one hour a night in order to accomplish the shit he's accomplishing. So um, yep. we know that's a fact. So, um, yeah, let's see. All right, we're on to the next scene. I'm sorry. I'm on, now I'm on my handwritten notes, so <laughs> I got to make sure I'm in the right place. Um, we, uh, we go to Fight Club, and Bob is fighting the narrator, and it does not go well. <laughs> for the narrator he nah. he bob chokes in the fuck out he just, he just puts him in a sleeper hold and and you know he taps just as he's ready to pass out um you know and then he the the narrator still had a good time because he states you know to to the movie audience that you know this is mine and tyler's gift to the world all right mm. he he's convinced that they are like changing the world one life at a time with this fucking craziness um uh, we are back at Fight Club again, and Tyler is, he says he notices some new faces in the group, uh, which means they're breaking rule one and two, but obviously 
they got to break it for Fight Club to grow to the size yeah. that Tyler needs. So he's fine with it, but he has to yell at him anyway. Um, you know, he 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 he. It's great because he he rallies the troops with this rousing speech about the fucking hopelessness of life. <laughs> you know, and how shitty their lives are, and how they're the the underappreciated people. But he knows how to tap into their anger, and that's what he's doing. You know. Uh, he calls it a spiritual war. Um, really cool little trivia is when he's talking about, you know, he mentions their useless dreams of becoming millionaires and rock stars. He looks right in Jared Leto's eyes when he says rock yeah. stars. Because yeah. he had started, because Jared Leto was started 30 Seconds of Mars a couple years before. So that was pretty fucking funny. Um, Who's now, and, now a cult yeah. leader, but whatever. Yeah, no, exactly. He's a, yeah, he's a fucking lunatic. Um he yeah and his so his character's name in this movie is angel face he doesn't have a name yeah. either yeah um yeah so holy fuck did you hear did you read that shit where that last scene where he beat the fuck out of him where they like yeah. deleted that shit yeah they, they had like, a, a, a edited it was that too, down it was too gross yeah. The C, the CG, Which, or the. By the, the way, I'm like, it was too gross because the scene yeah. I saw was pretty fucking gross. Right. How much yeah. gross I was could like, it be? It, what it was was the scene. The scene they cut was the actual fight when he's laying on the ground. His nose was split in half and opened up. Ooh. And they well, said that, that the, the, the practical effects yeah. were so gross yeah. it was creeping everybody on everybody. the crew off. Like everybody. they were, they would, they were disgusted. Yeah. So yeah, so they they cut that out. Um, so you know, again, he, I'm gonna he's, be honest. I can't even watch that scene. No, I get it. It's bad. It's awful. It's absolutely it's awful. Gross. It really it's is. Gross. Yep. Um, so we finally get to meet Lou of Lou's Tavern. Fuck hey, Lou. Lou. Fuck yeah. Lou. Yeah. You know. He goes, he Lou. Goes, he goes to fucking Tyler. Who are you? I'm Tyler Durden. Who are you? Who am I? You're in Lou's Tavern. I'm fucking Lou. Lou. <laughs> you know, he's definitely mobbed up. He's got his fucking you know goon with the gun after him, who, yeah. who looks scared shitless, by the way. Um, Eric's you know, like, I don't even know why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> There's too many like dudes in that room for him to really get over. No, exactly. And uh, and Tyler sees an opportunity to, you know, rouse oh, up man. his troops even more by letting Lou beat the living shit out of him yeah. to show them we, and teach we them really that love. We really love right. this. <laughs> exactly. That so, scene right there. Is that that shit should have gotten. That? Do y'all yeah. hear that? No, I'm not hearing anything. But yeah, that scene, that was that was for me Brad Pitt's best scene in the movie, man. Oh hell yeah, yeah. Oh the laughs and everything. Yeah, you don't know where I've been. (laughs) You don't know where I've been. Exactly, and he's fucking splashing the blood all over Lou and Lou's. Just he's he's so freaked out. He's letting them have the basement for free. I mean, he's not even going to charge him for it. No, no, no. Yeah, you know. Yeah, Yeah, he lets his blood pour into Lou's mouth. Like, exactly. Jesus Christ. It's so fucking gross. And then as Lou and the, his big goon are leaving, Tyler's like, hey, Lou, you should join the club, right? <laughs> you too, big guy. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it, it fucking rallies the troops. They are completely committed to him. After that incident, they are c- completely committed to oh, him. Oh, yeah. Um, so it, it's, just, it's just way fucked up, but it's great. Um, so at, it's at this point that Tyler gives the crew a homework assignment. Start a fight with a random stranger <laughs> and lose, okay? Um, 
you know, and, and the narrator's comment is not as easy as it sounds. So play the clip, Joe. I love this music. Hold on, wait. This is the corporate sponsorship part, too. Yeah, this is a long one. I just want to make sure people. you realize this is a long-ass clip. This is three and a half minutes. Okay, three minutes, 13 seconds. Run it. with your unpresentable appearance you're up for review i am jack's complete lack of surprise <laughs> let's pretend you're the department of transportation okay someone informs you that this company installs front seat mounting brackets that never pass collision tests brake linings that fail after a thousand miles and fuel injectors that explode and burn people alive what then? Are you threatening me? No. Get the fuck out of here. You're fired. I have a better solution. You keep me on the payroll as an outside consultant. And in exchange for my salary, my job will be never to tell people these things that I know. I don't even have to come into the office. I can do this job from home. Who, who the fuck do you think you are, you crazy little shit? Security? I am Jack's smirking revenge. machine 52 weekly paychecks and 48 airline flight coupons we now had corporate sponsorship this is how tyler and i were able to have fight club every night of the week <laughs> i know that was a long clip but a lot went on i mean you know the narrator just totally fucking scammed his boss beat himself up and i love yeah. the line in that where he says for some reason i thought about uh my first fight with tyler yeah, he's thinking about it because he's beating the shit out of himself. And it, yeah. Yeah, he's starting exactly. to realize that he's been doing that all along. Um, 
Yeah, there's a whole little section I that was I skipped. I forgot before the the clip when he gives the homework assignment to start a fight with a random stranger and lose. It's just a quick montage of some of the guys trying to do that. Um, yeah. The only reason I bring it up is is the mechanic. Um, he is spraying water <laughs> from a hose. He sprays a priest who's the only one who fights back because the reason I bring that up is in the next scene, the priest is He's fighting. fighting. <laughs> yeah, he He's, he fighting. joins fight club. This fucking priest joins fight club. And I think it's great. Um, and so Tyler gives out more homework. You know, he's got them breaking TV antennas, the gaussing videotapes, build defacing billboards. <laughs> you can use motor oil to fertilize your lawn. <laughs> Fucking great. <laughs> From the environmental protection agency. Um, you know, a whole bunch of this shit. They're vandalizing cars. Um, when they get to the VW, they had both previously shared their disdain, the two actors, for the reiteration of the VW, of, of the Beetle. <laughs> so they took extra pleasure. That's why they looked at each other and nodded and beat yeah. the piss out of the, the bumper. Um, it was pretty fucking cool. Um, they talk about fight clubs popping up in places that they haven't even been to, like that neither of them have. So this is taking on a life of its own. Um, I feel like this it, is when the movie becomes like a different movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely, the pace picks up, even though it's very already very high paced, the pace picks up even more at this thing. But yeah, there's a whole bunch of shit going on. Um, so uh, they get to a convenience store, and this is a fucked up scene too. Tyler takes out a gun from the backpack that the narrator, quote, you know, didn't know was there. Um, and for the second time, the narrator utters the line, you know, on a long enough timeline, everybody's survival rate reaches zero. Um, he tells the narrator to go around back. Um, he does, and Tyler brings out the clerk from the store out back, and um, he gets him on his knees, and he puts a gun to his head, and he starts questioning him. Uh, you know, it's Raymond K. Hessel. <laughs> so he, he, questions, he questions him about his life, you know, threatening him, threatening to kill him. He gets out of this guy that he was going to community college because he wanted to be a veterinarian, and he stopped. And Tyler just tells him, look, you got six weeks to get back into vet school or I'm going to kill you. And the narrator's mortified by this because he can't understand because he's still living in that yuppie normal world. Um, but Tyler just explains that, you know, Raymond K. Hessel is going to have the best day of his entire life tomorrow morning because he's going to be free. Um, and... This is where a reference to slide comes in where he says you can slide from, you know, your problems and, and put that shit aside and forget about it. You can slide away. So um, there's no fear and no distractions is what he's talking about. Um, so now we got another clip. There's a quick one. It's just a cool line. The all-seeing, all-dancing crap of the world is used from this point forward quite a few times, um, just describing, you know, the people that are in Fight Club. Um, we're in the house now. Marla's back. Uh, she's having a convo with, um, with the narrator about 
the groups. Uh, she mentions the fact that Chloe is now dead, which is a sad moment. We knew it was coming. Oh. Um, the narrator's he's a little shaken up by that because uh, it basically snaps him back into his old life just for a second. Um, you know, he he asks her again. He he fucking incites her. <laughs> even at this point, he incites her like not even on purpose. He asks her what she's getting out of this whole thing because he's still you know he's not doing he's not fucking marla he's not having a relationship with her he doesn't understand why she keeps showing up um she's obviously very confused by this um he hears construction noises banging hammering from from the basement he opens the door just to crack and he sees tyler um he's he's not trying to converse with both of them while hiding the fact that tyler's down there based on the rules tyler laid out um so he Tyler's feeding him answers. You know she's questioning him about shit, and uh, Tyler basically whispers, "This conversation is over." And you know the narrator parrots that. Um, she gets pissed off and leaves. Of course, um, he goes down the basement and sees that Tyler has built racks of bunks um, without any idea. Um, this is funny because at that moment the doorbell rings. The fact that the fucking doorbell works in this, in this house is just makes the, the least sense of anything in this movie. All right. Yeah. Right. But they, they both head upstairs and um, they open the door to see NPR standing there in his, in his, with his duffel and his, you know, sleeping bag and shit. Um, you know, Tyler looks at him, tells him he's too young and he walks away. He explains to the narrator that, you know, people are going to start showing up. You need to berate them because they need to stand there for three days and, and nights without food or water if they're worthy to get to become a candidate for a, you know what's to be Project Mayhem. Uh, so, you know, we get three days through. You know, not Paul Rudd. He's passed. So he's in. Um, at that point, Bob shows up. <laughs> he gets, yeah, he gets called too old and too fat uh, and his tits are too big. He starts to walk away. And well, the narrator, we, what? Can we talk about that? Yeah. Which makes me mad. Thank you. Uh, which makes me mad is that we see initially the one guy. Right. That is supposed to be, I don't know, whatever, the fucking uh, army rat or whatever of like right. hey this is what it's supposed to be blah 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 and this is what it yeah. is da, da, da. but then it's like then when it becomes Bob mm -hmm. you see quote unquote Tyler come out and say like you're too old fat man blah blah, blah. and then yeah. two seconds later right. the, narrator, the narrator tells so him then, hey what the relax. what I don't... Because the Bob's his friend. Bob is his one true friend, yeah, but then, to be honest but with But then you. how did that work mentally? Of like, what, the same person one second later says some shit to him? Yeah, like, he's ah. still flipping, he's still oh, flipping yeah, he's, back and forth. I, I took it as Bob... Oh, okay, he's fucking with me. He wants to see what I'm going to do. Like, he's, he's acting one way, walking in right. the house, walking back out and acting a completely different way. I took that yeah. as like, oh, this is a test. Okay, uh, you know. Yeah, that's probably right. why the people like follow him so easily is because he's so fucking like two different people. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So. I mean, it seems like yeah. a really weird thing to do, <laughs> but uh, 
That's, I mean, I could be wrong, but that's how I took it. Okay. Right. And uh, so then we, then we see not Paul Rudd. He's shaving right. his head. Everybody um, cool with that? All right, everybody yep. cool with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he's getting ready to be, you know, a fucking space monkey, um, which is exactly how Tyler describes him. He's, he describes him as a monkey ready to be shot into space, and he slaps him real fucking hard in the back of the head. That that was right. a real slap. And you know? they made a whole fucking point about shaving his fucking head and then nobody else had to shave their fucking head. I know. That's I what know. I'm saying. Yeah. Some it's of like, the guys did and some fuck? didn't. You're right. You're right. He, he seems to um, like it though. He's like looking in the mirror pretty hard. Yeah, he, he, he did dig good. it. He, he did well, dig it. Probably because he was the first person that had to fucking deal with this bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he got hit so hard. He What I described that kind of hit as, he got hit so hard that he smelled it. Like, you ever get hit in the back of your head so hard that, like, your nose tingles? So it, yep. it feels like you're smelling something? Well, that's how much he got hit in the hit fucking back. I would hit the back of the head like that. I would <laughs> knock the fuck out of somebody. <laughs> you got knocked the fuck out. Oh, you can't say that. You haven't watched that movie. I've seen that scene. <laughs> oh, that's on YouTube. Yeah. Um, all right, so... Uh, we now see Angel Face. He showed up um, oh standing God. with Bob, right? And uh, yeah, you're too blonde. Yeah, he he he's a guy who who's yeah. His looks annoy the fuck out of me. I want to beat him up too. Um, well, anyway. his face got annihilated. Uh, yeah, it did. Um, the narrator just states, you know, Tyler built himself an army. Um, you know, he he questions why, uh, but he's just going along. But here's another difference between the book and the movie. In the book. He's basically complicit in Project Mayhem from the start. He knows what's going on. Him and Tyler are working together to accomplish their goals. But he's, yeah. it's more of a surprise in the movie. And I, I dig that more. I think that that's a better build-up to the climax. Again, I love the movie better. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, um, so that's cool. Uh, we get a scene where all the soldiers or the candidates or space monkeys, you want to call them, um, they're watching a news story about a fire and some vandalism at an office building downtown. Um, the narrator is shocked at the destruction. It's basically a, a, a smiley face painted um, on the building, and the eyes, and then yeah, the eyes are fires. Um, so he's pissed off at it, um, and you know he still doesn't understand what's going on. Uh, so on that, we are going to take a break and hopefully wrap this up for the next episode. <laughs> hey guys, are you a guitar player and you like custom stuff? Well, if you are, uh, you've come to the wrong place, honestly. Uh, no, I'm just playing. My name's Joe and I run a, a little company called Like My Pedals. And I don't believe in websites because they're for suckers. So if you want to find me, you got to go to facebook.com backslash like my pedals and send me a message. You know, when you look at the shelf and you just say, they never have exactly what I want. Well, that's kind of where I come into play for you here. You want a picture of a little tiny Yoda eating a frog's eggs and ruining every hope of Star Wars ever making a good series? Come to me. I'll put it on a pedal. I may not like the show, but I'm definitely not against selling them. Um, if you want electrolytes, because that's what guitar players crave, well, I'll make you a custom idiocracy pedal. You know, it's whatever you want, really, with Like My Pedals, because you want people to look at your board and say, man, I like your pedals. Mm -hmm. 